you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Hey teasers, thanks for tuning in to episode three of season two of your favorite and funniest sexuality education and storytelling podcast, Birds, Bees, and Teas. I'm your host, Miss Nia Angie Africana, and today's topic is sexual confidence. Okay, get into it. I chose this topic for two reasons. One, because hot girl summer is quickly approaching and we need to be ready, okay? Get information. And two, earlier this year, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak on a panel featuring this topic at the She Empowers Expo. She, or Sexual Health in Everything, is a campaign with the mission of creating opportunities for real conversations about sex to decrease the stigma around sexual health. I was invited to participate in the virtual expo by Ms. Jalen Lane, who is the campaign ambassador for SHE and is also an NCCU Department of Public Health Education alum, okay? And so, you know, we don't play. Jalen also just earned her Master's of Public Health at Morgan State University. So kudos to her. Big round of applause. Congratulations. And you know we have to stand a double HBCU graduate on this podcast. So yes, flowers to Jalen. The other panelists for the Sexual Confidence Session were Frenchie Davis and T. Pearson, who are amazing sexuality educators who I learned so much from during this experience. Actually, I'm very excited to share that T will be joining us on the podcast later this season to spill some real good teas. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, follow all of these amazing sexuality educators and sex ed platforms on Instagram. You can follow the She Campaign at She Equals The Change. And the campaign is also on Twitter um, with the same handle. And you can follow Frenchie Davis at Frenchie Evolving, um, which will lead you to all of her other platforms and businesses um, that are all really amazing. And then you can follow T Pearson at T underscore Pearson. And it's at T-E-I underscore P-E-A-R-S-O-N. And that will link you to her other platforms as well, which you'll learn all about later this season. Um, I'm also going to drop all of these handles in the episode notes, just in case you weren't able to catch those. So you can find them there. On this episode, I'm going to share with you all some of the questions and points of discussion that were shared in the expo session. I took really good notes, so I definitely want to um, share those with you. I'll also share my perspectives and the nuggets that I took away from the other speakers. So I really hope that you all enjoy this um, and that you get um, a lot from it because I did as a presenter. All right, so Jalen was also the facilitator for the panel discussion, and she opened up the conversation by asking, what does confidence mean to you? 
So I thought to answer this question by thinking of the words that come to mind when I hear confidence, um, the words that I associate with confidence. And those words are bold, ownership, audacity, autonomy, belief, and faith. I also define confidence as the undoubtable conviction that I am everything that I envision myself to be. Even, you know, when I'm at my worst, I envision myself as my best version of Mia. And I believe that I am her, even at my worst. I believe that, um, you know, I am the baddest bitch that I, you know, see myself as. Um, and so that plays a, a big role in how I express my confidence, just really believing in it. The next question that Jalen asks was how does a woman become confident? And this goes back to what I was just talking about, my response, believing that I have reason to be confident. Um, you know, like believing that there is there are things about me that I should be confident about. Um, also, the process of becoming confident involves unlearning social norms and negative stereotypes that challenge our confidence or hamper our confidence. You know, we have to unlearn social norms about body types and skin complexions and hair textures and all of those things. Um, you know, we are we have to define what beauty is for ourselves. We have to define what confidence is for ourselves. Um, so definitely that. As far as becoming sexually confident, um, we have to unlearn narratives around, you know, what it means to be a hoe or what sexy looks like or what sex appeal is and define those things for ourselves. We have to create our own standards of beauty, unlearn that we are defined by our trauma. Next, the conversation started to move toward talking about self-care and self-care's relationship with confidence. And so we were talking about the ways that in which we perform self-care um, individually. And I talked about um, how a lot of my self-care looks like existing in the nude. Um, you know, just like being a person while naked. Um, definitely having mirror time while I'm naked to just really be able to acknowledge my body and really get into her. Um, and another way um, to practice really good self-care is to treat yourself the way that you want to be treated by other people. Um, definitely treat yourself the way that you want to be treated by friends and the way that you want to be treated by romantic partners. Like, that's real. Like, if you are wanting to um, manifest a partner that is very romantic and that, you know, gives you flowers and takes you, takes you on dates and um, buys you nice gifts and compliments you um, and all of those really sweet things then you need to start doing those things for yourself so that you know what it feels like to receive those things and also so that you set that standard and you set that expectation for anyone who comes into your life. They have to 
you know, meet you where you are or better. Um, and so definitely those are really good ways to practice self-care. Um, you can also have mirror time in lingerie, um, trying on different looks, you know, um, giving the the mirror a pose. Um, if I'm in the mirror, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at my outfit or look at whatever it is that I'm looking at in the mirror. And then I'm not going to leave the mirror until I give three good poses, like until I give three good looks. You know, I'm at the end of the runway and I'm about to pump off. So, <laughs> um, you know, those things that seem like silly, you know, talking about this now or you may even feel silly when doing it. Um, I would definitely recommend them um, because you're just really teaching yourself to love yourself by doing those things. Um, and those are the things that work for me, but other things may work for you. Think about the things that make you feel good um, or the things that actually challenge you to do. If you have um, some insecurity about something, I encourage you to like face that head on and learn to acknowledge that and learn to honor it. That is something that I really took away from Frenchie Davis. Um, we were talking about um, building um, body positivity and body confidence and self-confidence and those things in this conversation. And Frenchie shared that we may not like all the things about our bodies, but we need to learn to honor them. And that really, really stuck with me. Like, this is the body that I have. And, you know, regardless of if this is the body that I'm always going to have or not, um, you know, I need to learn to honor my body or honor this thing that I don't like for what it is because it is a part of me. And if I'm going to love all of me and if I'm going to respect all of me and, you know, love me in my fullness and my wholeness, I have to at least honor um, everything that comes with me. So I loved that piece there. In the conversation about self-care, we also talked about setting boundaries um, with others. And so one piece of information that I shared was that it's how important it is for us to create the standards that people have to meet in order to access us. You know, we, that takes a lot of work and that it takes a lot of thought and even practice. Like we have to set the standards and then also practice enforcing them. But the standards need to exist so that, you know, any and everything isn't coming our way. That's how we can filter our experiences by setting standards, creating boundaries and enforcing them. Um, and then the question came up in the chat box in this conversation about how we set boundaries with family members who can have a large impact on our self-confidence. Oftentimes, we don't credit the role that our village plays in our self-confidence because we think that, oh, since it's self-confidence, it's just, you know, about you and how you feel about yourself. But in reality, your village absolutely plays a role in that. And that was something that T. Pearson um, really shared a lot about, um, you know, like how do we become confident and how do we build confidence? It's really, it's, it starts with you, but it's also very much also um, 
you know, who you have around you and how they support you and how they love you and how they um, shower you with affection and how they love on you. Like those things are really important and we don't often think about that. So I'm grateful for T for um, sharing that and really keeping it real in that way that other people, especially those um, closely connected to us, like family and friends, um, have a large impact on our self-confidence. Um, and so how do we deal with family members who um, take shots at our confidence? You know, um, in black families, I don't know about other families, other cultures and communities, but in black families, that's how, you know, your elders will greet you by telling you, oh, you need to eat. You look skinny. You losing weight. You sick. What's wrong with you? Or, girl, you big as a house. What you been down to eat and everything? What you been doing? That's how they greet you by commenting on your um on your body or you know just making unnecessary remarks about your physical appearance. And so a uh, a person in the chat box asked, you know, what do we do in response to that because it does take shots at our confidence. And um my rowdy ass response was to clap back. Um and I stand by it still even though I did learn something new. Um, but I do think that it's important to um, let people know that, you know, I don't like what you're saying and you're not going to like how it feels if someone does it to you. <laughs> I need to grow up maybe, but I do think that that is important. But what Frenchie shared was um, a really unique tactic that um, is definitely a lot more peaceful um, and definitely puts the onus on the person who is causing the discomfort, who is um, taking the shot at your confidence. You can ask a family member, were you meaning to hurt me by saying that? Are you meaning to hurt me by asking that? Um, are you meaning to make me uncomfortable? Um, and really put the ball back in their court for them to think about their actions and to think about the ways in which the things that they're saying and doing are actually impacting you. Um, and I really love that. And I definitely need to practice it um, because I'm either like ignore, 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 explode or clap back, clap back, clap back, clap back. <laughs> um, and so I definitely want to um, try a more peaceful route um, and also a route that can, you know, open a conversation um, that needs to be had or a conversation that is going to make people think about what it is that they're doing. Um, so definitely loved that piece of information there. So in this conversation about, um, you know, the conversation just grew and continued on and I love the flow and how things went. Um, we started to talk about body positivity and the importance that body positivity plays in sexual confidence. Um, so it plays a, a, a huge role in it for many reasons. Um, and I'll name two. One, when you believe that you are sexy, you will believe that you are deserving of pleasure. Like you believe that good things should happen to you, that you should feel good, that you should feel sexy doing that work to set your own standards of sexy and set your own standards of beauty so that you can really get the things that you deserve um, and that you will come to believe that you deserve. 
Um, and sec- secondly, body positivity plays an important role in sexual confidence because sexual confidence strengthens your bodily autonomy. The belief that you are in control of your body, your life, and your sexuality. That is so important to be confident in that. It's so important to know that. It's so important to own that. Um, and so, you know, just feeling good and knowing that you are good stuff um, will definitely just increase your overall confidence, um, including sexually. In our conversation about body positivity, we absolutely had to discuss um, the impact of social media on body positivity and ultimately confidence. Um, And I love this conversation. I I really sat back and listened um, for a lot of it as Frenchie and T talked about um, and talked about their own experiences. Um, But what I took from that conversation that all three of us highlighted and agreed on is how social media, like the things that we see on social media are carefully orchestrated and put together to give off a certain impression, a certain look, a certain, you know, lifestyle to to make it look very specific, um, to make it look very appeasing, to make it look very appealing. Um, And even if you are not using Photoshop and you're not using airbrush and all of those things, you are still doing that as well. Like all of our social medias reflect what we want them to reflect. You know, social media is not some hidden camera that's following you around and posting pictures, posting candidates of you. Like, no, it's, you know, what we design and what we orchestrate to be on there. And so that's just really important to remember. Um, you know, before you start comparing yourself or comparing your life to what you see on social media, it's really important to understand that it's orchestrated and designed to give off a certain look or a certain appeal. Um, you know, and I know that we all have experience with doing this too. We post one thing, like we're posting something for one person to see, you know, or a very specific group of people, right? So it's like, you are trying to compare something that you have going on to what I'm posting that is that has a target audience of one, you know, <laughs> like, so, you know, it's just really important to think about those things. It's similar to like comparing your everyday life to a Broadway production. You, those things are not comparable. Um, so definitely remember that. So because the conversation was so juicy and amazing, we didn't get to get to all of the questions that um, we had initially planned to discuss and talk about. Um, But it was a really, really, really good conversation. Jalen asked a question about dealing with rejection in a healthy manner. And I really, really, really loved that question um, because it's not something that we often talk about. And it's like we have to work through that. Like we have to come up with skills and strategies for dealing with rejection um, especially if we're thinking about um, rejection that can impact our confidence that can impact our sexual confidence um, can impact or you know reject our ideas of body positivity Uh, we have to you know really think about like how are we going to work through this and how are we going to do with this so we have to first acknowledge that dealing with rejection is difficult. 
for some situations and some scenarios, it might be very easy for you to take a no and move on. But other scenarios and situations that can really take a toll on you depending on what it is. So just acknowledging that it, it can be difficult. But that's when you think back to the building blocks of your own confidence. Like think back to those things that are good about you. Think back to those things that make you who you are, the things that make you confident, the things that make you sexy, the things that make you beautiful. Think back to those building blocks and remind yourself of those things with dealing with rejection. Like, you know what? I love about me that I have these big, beautiful eyes and these big, beautiful lips and this big Negro nose. And that might not be everybody's cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. You you know, we have to just be okay with those things. Allow other people to practice that autonomy that you also practice. You know, allow them to have that choice. Allow them to have that power. Allow them to filter who can come in and out of their lives. And if you are not, then, you know, um, think back to your own autonomy. You also have that power that you are giving someone else um, the opportunity to express so that's really important um respect their boundaries you know that respecting other people's boundaries i feel like this is my experience um learning to respect other people's boundaries has taught me how to enforce my own and to respect my own boundaries um so it's a really important practice back and forth on both sides and then practice self-care. Um, you're not going to feel good even after you do your whole pep talk. You still may not feel good. So definitely practice some self-care, um, whatever self-care looks and feels like to you in that time. Um, so, yes, that's those are the ways that I would suggest dealing with rejection. Jalen also asks, what are some daily ways to enhance your sexual confidence? Masturbate, sis. Teach yourself new things about your own body and your own sexuality and teach yourself things that you like. Like you become more confident in telling someone else or sharing with someone else what you like and what's good about you when you learn them in and out through and through for yourself. So definitely... Um, mirror time, masturbate. I'll say it again and again and again because it's really important to know what you like. And when you can stand in that 10 toes down, then there is the confidence right there. We just talked more about how to start a journey with sexual confidence and with sensuality. And so, you know, we, we gave a lot of tips and nuggets here. But other things that I do and that I have done... Um, participating and also leading um, sensuality dance classes is amazing. I love it. Um, it gives me opportunities to express myself in different ways, um, you know, depending on what the choreography is or the song or, you know, the theme of the class. Um, and, you know, like learn things that I like to see my body doing, like, um, you know, just really appreciation, just anything that you can do that allows you to appreciate yourself um, and feel good and all of those things. So really tune into those. And, you know, as we um, age, we may have like difficulties with doing that. Like 
picking up a new hobby or something like that or you know just even doing these things in this process it can be weird and it can be very like tasking because you know we're busy we have a lot going on we're tired um so you know we really have to push ourselves if you are serious about starting the journey like the most important thing to do is to start all right so i hope you all enjoyed this episode about sexual confidence I hope that you take something with you and continue this conversation in real life. If you're not doing so already, make sure that you subscribe, like, or favorite this podcast, which makes you an official teaser, okay? Also, make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Birds, Bees, Tees. If you'd like to donate to the podcast by way of Cash App, our cash tag is dollar sign birds, bees, tees. We're so grateful for your continued support of the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode of Birds, Bees, and Tees.